What up, everybody? It is week six in the NFL, and these weeks just keep on cruising. I'm your host, Tony J. Tocatillo, joined by Pittsburgh John Coker. We finally get together. It's probably been like half of the times we do the show together. Last week, I had a funeral to go to, so I had to do it solo. Uh, but as you know, it's the Fancy Firebox brought to you by Windale Sports, uh, also shown by Heat Ratio Sports, and giving you the new concept kind of came up with a triple threat, which is pretty cool because we kind of get the battle against each other, battle against other people, uh, and we're giving you some props as well. Make sure, I'll tell you, John, I, I, I never thought I'd do it. Never thought I'd do it. But for everybody out there, make sure you're you're following the Wind Daily Sports TikTok account. You may find somebody uh, interesting on that TikTok account. Uh, pretty, listen, I'm having fun, John. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, the kids could probably show me how to do it better, but it's all about having fun, right? One, maybe one of these years I'll get into it. I uh, I don't know. You know me in social media. It's I not know. my forte, let alone the hot new thing. Yeah, yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Uh, it's tough, man. But you know what? I'm learning that it's it, it's fun. It, my whole thing is, you know, my whole shtick, I should say, and I tell everybody this, is sports betting should be fun. Fantasy should be fun. It, obviously, it's, it's more fun when you're winning. I get it. But it, you got to make it fun. And I'm just having a ball, man. I'm having a ball. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt when the bets hit. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Listen, we were two for two uh, with, on you, Darvish, a couple nights ago. We were two for three on Darnell Mooney. I got one going right now for Dallas Goddard. I got one for Darrell Henderson. Uh, but every day we're, we're, we're doing something new. But let's get into this, John. Let's look at recap. So everybody knows um, our man, Adam, checking in. Good morning, Adam. As always, got to love that Superman logo. Always Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday Night Football. Can't wait to get to that. Um, last week's triple threat, John. This is what we had. Uh, I had Brady, Chubb, and Debo. I looked two for three right there. You got Brady, Henry, and Christian Kirk. The, John, Christian Kirk was the, the, the one darling that everybody was upset about, but... Let me ask you this. I have a feeling, I said this on, on Jacob Sports, that I really think that he bounces back in a big way this week. I don't know. I, I was on the Jags last week, period. And, you know, I, I had Lawrence as my value play. Kirk puts up a donut. You know, Robinson, I mean, that whole team. Yeah. Just when, you know, I, I should have known better. It's the Jags. You know what I mean? Same thing. It's the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, they'll go up. They put up, you know, all kinds of stats for a couple games. Then they become the Detroit Lions again. They become the Jacksonville Jags again. Look, I still think Kirk is going to be, um, you know, Lawrence's go-to guy. I do. We've seen Zay Jones come up with some good oh. weeks. Last week, Marvin Jones. I'm always I'm always a week off on these guys. <laughs> I think I had Marvin Jones the week before you, you know, when Zay was out. I thought that was going to be like, he does nothing. So, look, I mean, I'm still sticking that Kirk is their number one. Um, you know, Lawrence is spreading the ball around. The, the, the whole team just, you don't know week to week what they're going to do. Even in a juicy matchup, you think it's all going to click, and then it doesn't quite click. So I, I still think I like Kirk the best out of all of those receivers, but I ain't comfortable with him as a wide receiver too. You know, flex, fine, bye weeks are coming. Hey, we, we're all put under the gun to – you know, make some lineup decisions we'd rather not do. But I think, I mean, Kirk's the guy to own, but I don't know how much you could trust him, you know, week to week. Well, I'm going to trust him a lot, and only because I have to, okay? Uh, but, no, listen, here's what I will say. 
You know, you look at his first three weeks, and he was phenomenal. He was exactly the way I thought he would be. Um, week four against Philly, you throw that out, man. Listen, he still had nine targets. He only caught two of them. It was a horrible game. It was a rainy game. I just, listen, throw that out. Last week, interesting, right? Only gets one target. Weird game script. I, I, listen, I'm not upset. A.J. Brown just got three targets for the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Is that Does that mean I don't star him as a wide receiver one? No. Okay, I, I am still all in on a Christian Kirk wagon and so much that, you know, I'm looking at him this week and he's saving me $800 from last week. They dropped him $800. So for 5800 I really, really like Christian Kirk. I'm going to continue to ride Christian Kirk. Um, that that's I'm going to ride him all the way to the bank, in my opinion, uh, because a lot of people are going to sleep on him. Uh, my man, Rich, checking in. Good morning, Rich, as always. Uh, avid supporter, my man. Uh, he says Kirk target share is almost ten a game. It was a, exactly I, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. I, you know, he's still like John said, he's still the number one guy in that offense, and this is still Trevor Lawrence, a very young play caller in a brand new system. And Doug Peterson, listen, he's still fine his way. He has some really good calls. He has some bad calls. So uh, it's all about a learning curve. It really is, but. Let's let's get into the triple threat for week five, week six, I should say. Uh, showed you what week what week five was, and again, I'm on the left, John's on the right. Um, I'm paying up this week. I don't normally do this, okay? I don't normally do this, but I'm paying up with Josh Allen this week. You're gonna hear this again. The way we do these triple threats is for everybody new tuning in. Is it's based on the top dollar guys based on the other guys where you can get your cost savings at, based on what their value is going to be from a, a DFS fantasy standpoint. So, you know, if, if like last week I was all in on Tom Brady, um, uh, John was all in on Tom Brady, he was $6,000. He was about $2,700 le least from the top guy. So basically, and he got 23 DK. So, I mean, listen, that's a win, right? That's a win. So this week for me, Josh Allen, I, I you know, I'm going by the revenge factor here, 100%. Listen, he remembers the Kansas City game. They're playing in Kansas City. He heard all offseason how they, they lost that game. They can't get past the Kansas City Chiefs. I know he's $8,200. I get it. Okay, but, but what I'm looking at is I'm looking at a Josh Allen who is four out of five at 30-plus. All right? He, he hit almost 40 against Pittsburgh. They obliterate that team. Sorry, John, hate to say it. Uh, but I, I really think that this is a 40-plus week for Josh Allen, and it's got to be if I'm going to pay 8200 So I'm in on that. I'm in on the Aaron Jones train, okay? I look at the quarter. You know, what, the way I'm doing this is I'm looking at the running backs, and I'm saying, okay, do I want to pay 8300 for Christian McCaffrey, 8200 for Nick Chubb? I'm not paying up for that guy because I'm going up for Josh Allen. I think Aaron Jones is in a great spot at home against the Jets. I know he hasn't had tremendous games the last three or four weeks, but every now and then, and John knows this, every now and then Aaron Jones breaks out in that 2-3 TD performance where he's running all over the place. He can't be stopped. In my opinion, this is that week. And then I go Chris Godwin. Now, let me just explain to my Chris Godwin before I get to John's triple threat and he can explain why he has who he has. You know, I'm looking at, obviously, Cooper Cup is always going to be the top guy, $9,700. You bounce down to Justin Jefferson at $8,900. Now, and John's going to show you he has Stephon Diggs at $8,400. Okay, but I go down and down and down, and I look at Godwin, 
okay? And I look at him specifically from what he did last week. And I say, okay, Tom needs Godwin to be the guy, okay? In the last two weeks since he's come back, he's giving you 16 targets. Tom is looking for his guy all across the field. Do I have to say what happened with Buffalo with Pittsburgh last week? And not to mention that Minka Fitzpatrick is out this week. So nobody patrolling around in that secondary that I'm scared about. So at 6,100, 6,100. And again, these are cost savings. This is $3,400 less than Cooper Cup. And I think that he could probably get about 85 to 90% of that production. So that's why I am where I'm at. John, you're up. You got Brady. I I, I like your Stevenson guy there. What, what are you thinking your triple threat? I mean, I, I'd like to touch on your triple threat real quick. Yeah, quick. brother, hit and, me. And you see our quarterback and receivers, and that's exactly where I'm at. Look, Josh Allen, first of all, he's only had one game under 30 fantasy points on DraftKings. And that game was 24, so it wasn't even like it was a bust. All right. I like the Allen to Diggs combination. I'm riding with Brady again. Uh, you know, I, I like Godwin. I liked him in season-long leagues. I think he's a PPR beast. But uh, my only thing with Godwin is, is he going to get a touchdown? Because that's the only thing that's holding him back. The Steelers, D, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, we all know what, Josh Allen did. Granted, Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. Um, but Brady's no slouch, okay? Yeah. And, you know, the Steelers are without Minka Fitzpatrick. They're without three of their top corners. Three of Ooh. their top corners are out. I mean, this is going to be another debacle. I could see another 30-point loss um, there. Only th Aaron Jones, look, he's not he's not getting the pat the the receiving uh, I know. looks that he used to. I thought with Devontae Adams going into the year that Jones was going to be getting five, six balls a game, acting like a basically a wide receiver too. Um, so I do really like your picks. Um, I'm riding with Brady. I mean, there's three quarterbacks that I just see week after week with the value. And even with Josh Allen's price tag, I still see it as value. Allen, Brady, and our the fantasy darling Geno Smith. I, Those Gino are the three Smith. guys that it every single week I just seem to keep rolling back. Like, when is their price tag going to come up? Um, you know, Ramondre Stevenson. I don't expect Damian Harris to play. We saw what he did last week. I'm sure there's going to be another back that's going to get some touches. But Stevenson looked, even though they were they were splitting last year. And Stevenson still looks like the better back, but Damian Harris, uh, he's hes their goal line back. Damian Harris is the guy that's getting the touchdowns. But look, no Damian Harris. I see Ramondre Stevenson going for 100 in the touch. I think it's a lock. I got him all over the place. Listen, one thing I can tell you, and you're right, you know, and we know about Bill Belichick, he loves – Ramondre Stevenson like you could yeah you even saw him in the in the post-game speech like he couldn't talk enough about Ramondre Stevenson so he wants Ramondre uh to be that guy I uh, got our boy Nick Nick checking in y'all listen Nick I'm from Philly John's from Pittsburgh but we're still at we still reside in Philadelphia suburbs and he says do more or who's OD OD oh DJ Moore or Darrell Henderson at flex. John, I'm going to go first on this because I've been touting Darrell Henderson since Tuesday, okay? And I even threw a TikTok out there about this because now all the fraudulent 
fantasy sports advisors out there are now jumping on the Henderson train because now Acres has been ruled out. Well, guess what? I was on a Henderson train before Acres was even ruled out. Okay. I looked at him as a $5,100 guy, you know, and this is for season long as well. You know, when things aren't working, John, this is what, what I see. The offense for the Rams has been stagnant. I don't know why, but it has. And I think that sometimes Sean McVay gets a little ahead of himself and, and just thinks he's better than he really is, where he's just got to calm down and just, you know, basically run the script the way it should be. Use the players in the right positions that you have. And the way they were rolling is in week, week one and week two, where Darrell Henderson was running the rock and he was running it hard. So I look at teams and say, how do we get back on track? We go back to the run game. We go back to the foundation. That foundation is Darrell Henderson. And a la playing the Carolina Panthers, who right now are going through major adversity. Nobody wants to play on that team. They're talking about blowing it up. Okay, so for me, I am all in on Darrell Henderson this week. And I just can't trust DJ Moore. What do you think, John? Yeah, this is this is not a decision that I would like to have. <laughs> I, I don't. I got to go with you and Henderson. Um, unlike you, I was not a fan of him on Tuesday. Uh, the only reason why I'm even looking his way is because of the Acres news that he's probably not going to play. Um, I expect the volume to be there. I mean, they got a guy, you know, a guy they could elevate from the practice squad who you know looked decent. But they also just signed Malcolm Brown. I mean, come on, bringing Malcolm Brown back. I mean, didn't we see enough of him two, three years ago? Oh, <laughs> like God. before he got ousted, but they kept trying to give him the rock. But you know, just because they're bringing him back doesn't mean he's going to get the volume. I see Henderson. This is his backfield. Look, I drafted DJ Moore in a lot of leagues simply because he was falling, and I feel that he was was the most talented receiver if I was going running back heavy early in drafts and it just hasn't worked out. Your boy Baker Mayfield <laughs> is exactly what I've always thought Baker Mayfield I was. Know. Um, you know, they got PJ Walker in there. I, who knows? I've, I've said for years when you have a new quarterback receiver combination, you never know how the, you know, what that um, rapport is going to be like. So I, I think more is the more talented player. But I can't trust P.J. Walker getting him the ball, especially knowing that Henderson now has, in theory, the backfield to his. Let me ask you a question very quickly. Now, going into the year for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback, Sam Darnold was there, and then they brought in Baker Mayfield. Now, all of a sudden, Mayfield's out. I, we're supposed to be the experts. Where the hell is Sam Darnold? Why is P.J. Walker going? Is, he, is Darnold not on the team anymore? This is like a dead serious question. I could have looked it up, but I don't know why PJ Walker is not playing over Sam Darnold if he's on the team. Well, what happened? Not to was, put you on the spot. No, 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 no. What happened was, you know, Darnold, Darnold was got put on IR because he hurt his ankle in preseason. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so he, and, and again, you know, it's you know, it's those ridiculous high ankle springs right that just yeah. don't go away and the funny thing is john you know i did exactly what you did and not and again it's funny because um you and and, and my boy jason from wind daily sports are killing me about baker mayfield it's okay i i i just expected baker mayfield 
to just be a, a decent game manager uh, that was going to get you some decent points, right? And, and, and when you look at, you know, DJ Moore, I drafted him the same way as you because, you know, he was good with bad quarterbacks the last two or three years. He, here's what people don't know about DJ Moore. DJ Moore, if you go from a target standpoint, get, he's a top four receiver over the last three years in targets with bad quarterbacks. So, the, the, listen, it was all there. The stage was set. And and maybe, listen, P.J. Walker, for no intensive purposes here, uh, you know, guess what? He was the XFL legend. I get it. But he can run a decent offense, and he can throw a ball. So you don't know. Like, you, we don't know, was D.J. Moore open? Was he just not getting the looks? Like, we're going to find out this week, and it, it could only help all of us if D.J. Moore – um, you know, comes to fruition here. Now, Nick, check it back in. Says, been in Philly the last six years. Birds look legit. I'm a Pitt fan. It's been a rough season. Appreciate, oh, Nick, we appreciate you. And yes, listen, the birds are legit. And I can't wait for Sunday night football. That is for damn sure. Um, yeah, he says, Nick says, high ankle sprain, same as Baker. Exactly. Steven checks in. Yeah, uh, yep, IR. And again, Rams defense is going to feast on Carolina. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't I, I do think that Carolina gives a little bit of hope in this game. You know, sometimes, you know, you saw this in Philadelphia to get back to, you know, Nick saying he's a Philly guy. And right now we got the Philadelphia Phillies that, you know, showed that a change was needed. And this is the same players, the same group. And within a week, you already saw a different energy once Rob Thompson took over um, in June. So the same thing could happen for Carolina. I, I, I still think that they're going to blow this team up. I really do. Um, we are going to blow it up. Uh, you know, I don't know who's going to go where, but I think that they know that they need a quarterback, which, and this is going to be your, the draft a quarterback. So, you know, you got teams like Philadelphia that are stacking all these picks that may be able to make moves. You know, look at Philly. It's going to be interesting. Just look at Philly. Uh, you know, I keep hearing, and I'm not saying I want it, but I keep hearing these Christian McCaffrey rumors. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there because you do have a Miles Sanders guy in the last year of a contract. Um, Nick says one thing I think we can all agree is F the Cowboys rooting for you all this. Yes, F the Cowboys, a uh, 100%. Uh, we don't need those cockroaches to come in here and get any kind of momentum. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that. Let's get right into our, you know, we do this every week. We, we try to go under a half hour. We're on 20 minute threshold. So let's get into our FFVPs. Let's get into our prosper profit here. So, John, John's going, and he, and he mentioned, so just touch on this, John. You mentioned Geno Smith. He continues to be an FFVP at 5,700. Just so everybody knows real fast, new people tuning in. Number one, you got one thing to do. Hit the subscription button and hit the like button. Make sure you know we are follow, you are following us. Number two, FFVP is Fancy Firebox Value Play. What it is is guys that are low ownership, okay, that they, they are low owned. Their values from a, a DK standpoint, from a dollar and cent standpoint, is very low, and they give you the best bang for your buck, your best ROI. So, John, Geno Smith, man, fifty seven hundred again. You don't have to do much to to get value on a fifty seven hundred price tag at quarterback. <clears throat> he just keeps no. doing it. One of these one of these days, the bottom's going to fall out. But until that happens, I'll ride with them. You know, I. I do plenty of lineups, so I always make sure I got a Geno Smith lineup in there. Pair him with either DK or Lockett. You know, they're riding his coattails. What Geno does, they do. Um, so, yeah, I keep rolling with that pairing until it lets me down. Um, 
you know, I don't think it will, to be honest with you. Like, I, like, I, again, the eye test, like, I'm watching him. He's, John, he looks locked in and he, he does not look bad at all. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I, I agree. It, it's always hard to trust those career, um, career veterans that just, you know, go team to team, never really do anything, career backup. You look at going into the season, it was, you know, is he, it was Drew Locke's team almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was looking like everybody wanted Drew Locke. Gino comes out on top. You know, that team, that whole offense preseason, it was supposed to be one of the worst offenses in the league. And, you know, Gino's playing some good ball. So, Gino. you know, Gino I'm going with trust. him. Yeah. Eno, Eno Benjamin, everybody knows Connor's out. Um, uh, Williams, Daryl Williams is probably going to be out as well. It's been, or Beano's. <laughs> it's Beano's, it's Beano's backfield, but he got lots <laughs> of gas, man. He's, he's going to get lots of yards. So I'm, I like Beano. Callaway looked at um, that Saints wide receiver core is, is decimated. Oh. Uh, Michael Thomas. I mean, can we, can he just retire? Because he, he's never on the field. All right. So just crazy. get off the field permanently. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going with Callaway. I don't know if Olave is going to clear the concussion protocol. Even if he does, Callaway should be the number two there at 3,900. It's worth a flyer. Andy Dalton's at the, at quarterback, uh, I believe again. So yeah, he is. Then going Hayden Hurst, man. You're going Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that also revolves around T Higgins. I think T Higgins may play. He may not play a full slate of snaps like he usually does, but you know, Burrow's going to throw the rock. I like Hurst at 3,300 and I'll tell you what, I've been riding cheap defenses all year long and they ain't letting me down. I'm not going to waste nearly a thousand dollars to try, you know, to try to figure out what defense is actually going to do something, let alone it's so touchdown dependent. Uh, why am I going to pay up for the luck of a touchdown or not a touchdown? Denver got the Chargers this week. I know it's a good offense, but Herbert hasn't really been, you know, blowing things up. He had that rib injury. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's a great play, but of all those bottom tier defenses, I'll roll with with Denver. They always seem a them playing in the AFC West when it's that divisional game. They it always just seems to be low scoring, no matter how high scoring the teams may be. Denver, you know, when they go and play Denver, it just seems to be low scoring. So I'm rolling with Denver. Oh, listen, I love it because we, me and you are always in agreement on that. Like, why am I, you know, defense to me is like my kicker. You know what, you know, what best low value guy can I get to throw in my lineup? I'm not wasting money on it because just do the research. It, it doesn't pay. It just doesn't pay. Um, it really doesn't. I love, listen, you know, I scouted Eno all preseason. I was a little disappointed, you know, when Connor went out and they gave it to Darrell and not Eno. So that kind of bothered me. But I finally think, you know, I think that's just because Cliff Kingsbury's a moron. Um, and now he finally figured out, hey, maybe Eno can play. Uh, and now he's in there. The Callaway call is great because everybody is decimated. And it looks like Alave will not pass protocol. I, I looked at early in the week. It looked like that the signs point that he would. And now it's saying that he's not. Uh, so that, that's going to be a huge play right there uh, for 3,900. And Hayden Hurst, I love that play because 
I've been riding Hayden Hurst all year. After week two, I kept telling everybody, same thing, tight ends. I'm not paying up for tight ends. And Hayden Hurst just is a target monster in that offense. When it wasn't clicking, the one thing that was was Hayden Hurst. Um, so it, it's a really, really good play. Um, Steven says, I love a giant stack against the Ravens. They are my sleeper this week. That's interesting. That's interesting, Steven, because listen up. We're going to get to my FFVPs right now. And I think you may, you, you're going to see a giant on here. Okay, I've already talked about Darrell Henderson for 5,100. I have him there. He's $100 above, but 5,100 for a running back is, is low money. So that's why I have him in there as FFVP. I love, listen, week by week, Sky Moore is starting to get more time on the field 25 percent uptick in in target um I, I mean in offensive snaps the last two weeks they love this kid and he could do a lot and i can tell you from experience in the andy Reid style offense that once andy finally feels comfortable with you you're in and, and i look at that and obviously kelsey's the man we all know that but juju hasn't really done much to say hey I'm the number one guy. MVS has his moments, okay? Hardman gets lost a little bit in the shuffle, and they're really not throwing the ball to the running backs as much as we thought. So this is Sky Moore's job, in my opinion, to finally excel upon and to get those points. And for 3,500, again, in a week against Buffalo, a lot of points are going to be scored. I like Sky Moore this week. And then for the Giants, you know, Steven just checked in, and, and he said he likes a giant sleepy stack this week. Um, I like Darius Slayton. And again, like I'm looking, just so you guys know, I, you know, I, I, I go about this a different way. Uh, we all have our own systems, but obviously, you know, that Tony is out. Galladay is out. Robinson, who knows if he's going to play? Unfortunately, you know what happened to Sterling Shepard, right? I'm not a Sills the fifth guy. Richie James really hasn't stepped up the way people thought. The best guy in an offense from a passing standpoint has been Bellinger. Okay. He's been a recipient, but a la Darius Slayton steps into the fold last week. And again, these guys are just getting healthy. Slayton was dinged up for the entire year. Okay, he got a couple a couple snaps in week four. Fine comes in a week five, and he goes seven for 79 in you know, targets. Okay, six catches. He's 95% target the catch ratio he was catching the ball from danny dimes uh so seven for 79 for me huge number at home against baltimore who's hurt in the secondary giving up big plays i think this is a great week for uh, for uh, i almost said steve slayton uh for darius slayton and i like like john you saw john takes the, the tight ends right i like these cheap tight ends will disley for me again He's a Geno Smith guy. He's in that Seattle offense. There's no more Noah Font, right? Uh, we know all about that. So, you know, you look at Will Disley and you say, what does this guy do well? And honestly, he catches touchdowns, right? It, it, it's what Will Disley does. And Geno Smith likes the, I'm, I'm sorry, we do have Noah Font. I keep, I keep, I, I always, for some reason, it's like I I never picture him in the Denver uniform because he didn't do much. And I forget that now he's in Seattle. But, even coming over to Seattle, we're thinking he's going to be the guy, and he's not, right? It's it's Will Disley that it just continues to get these targets. Uh, again, not setting the world on fire, three to four every week, but they're they're meaningful targets. And I think for 3,100 against Arizona, did you see what Dallas Goddard did against Arizona last week? I think we have the same kind of week uh, for my man, Will Disley. 
Uh, <laughs> Rich says, font still sucks. You know, it's a shame, man. I, I, John Lee, this dude had all the tools to be like the guy. And I don't know, man. He's just, he's not there. Well, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with Noah Font. I don't know. I, I love how Seattle, you think they're getting a haul back of yeah. Drew Locke to start a quarterback. Noah Font could be, you know, a, a top 10 tight end. And they basically don't even play. It's not a shock that you forgot that they were on that I know was it's on like, Seattle you know, I, because I, I, how I did that was a first when I saw Disley, I'm like, yeah, who would think you get I mean, Noah Font was supposed to be the the really the major return in that trade. And yep. here he can't even beat out Will Disley. I no disrespect to Will, but come on, man. Like, you know, like you're, you're, you're Noah Font. You were drafted high for a reason. You're supposed to be that guy, and you just can't stay on the field. Now, Alan, Alan checking in with a question, says, this is a good one, John. We go right to you. And, you know, Mike Williams or Rondell Moore. Uh, for Rondell Moore came one in the last couple of weeks. What do you think about this here? Mike Williams. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Look, Rondell Moore, he's a he's – a, He's a small guy. I he mean, is. This dude, you see him on the field, 5'7", buck 80 or whatever. Um, you know, look, he's getting targets. He's he's a gadget guy. He had eight looks last week. Um, but I'm sorry, Mike Williams, no matter, you know, what his – he has the potential to beast in any given week. I don't know what the heck Keenan Allen's doing with his injury. He's been questionable for like four weeks running. And every week I keep putting him back in the starting lineup. And then, oh, he's out. Oh, got to pull him back out. So, I look, Mike Williams, you want to talk about a target hog? I'm sorry. I can't go with Rondell Moore when I know that Mike Williams is almost a lock for 10-plus targets. Yeah, I I, I, I got to agree with you there. Um, really, I do. Um, Rich says, I rode him in Denver. He saw that Noah Font and killed me. I never forget him. As Tony says, he's dead to me. Yes, he's, he's on a DTM list, a dead to me list. And it's funny, you met Keenan Allen is a forever lifer on the Tony Jigsaw Cotillo dead to me list because of exactly what John says. You draft him, he gets he gets hurt while you're drafting him, okay? He's always getting hurt. He came back to practice, and then he limped his ass off in 7-on-7 in, in seven drills because he got hurt again. I never know when this dude's going to play. Um, Steven says, that's a good question. I like this one before we get to our anytime touchdown props. David Njuku or Zach Ertz in GPP this week? I'll tell you, man, David Njuku was one of my huge value plays last week. I, I know Zach Ertz has been a target monster, and we talked about that before. Um, you know, but the Arizona offense, I just, I, I don't know what's going on. And, and I do know that D-Hop will be back, I think, not next week, but the, the, the following week uh, off his suspension. Ta Zach Ertz has been a target monster. Okay, it's simple as that. You know, we, we knew that was going to be the case. 38 targets in four weeks. But, again, his average, I say this all the time, this is what you get from Zach Ertz, seven, seven and a half, four. I mean, this dude got 10 targets, John, 10 targets, and he caught six of them for 48 yards and gets you 10 points. I mean, if you want to put a guy in, you know, who's PPP for positive point production, Zach Ertz is your guy. But here's what I look at, John, and I'll get your, I'll get your thoughts on this too. I look at Zach Ertz at being 4,900. Okay, and I look at David Njuku, I, I've been on, is the number two offensive weapon 
in a really decent Cleveland offense, even though it's being, you know, ruled by Jacoby Brissett, but Stefanski has him rolling. And Juku, 24, 11, and 15. Again, he's got six, seven, 10 targets, and he's nine for 10. At least his average, John, his average last two games, 14 and a half yards per catch. So I am all in on the David and Juku train. I'm going to save $900. Not only am I going to save 900 in GPP, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to get 25 to 30% more points in production in David and Juku over Zach Ertz. Where you go here? Yeah, I mean, I think Njoku's more of a boomer bust guy. I know this year he's actually been pretty darn consistent, which is yes. shocking compared to his entire career. Um, he only got five drops on the year, so his, his catch percentage is, is really up there. I mean, astronomical up there compared to what he's done throughout his career. I think Ertz is the more steady guy. I think you got a more consistent floor. Uh, I think you got a cap ceiling too. So if I'm looking for to really make out and you know find a diamond, I'm going in Joku. I like it. You heard John. John, you talk about diamonds. We're talking about gems, right? This is where you save money. Like I'm looking at you. Looked at my triple threat, right? And I'm paying up for Josh Allen at 8,200. So I'm going to need that four thousand dollar guy. And the funny thing is. You know, I wouldn't mind. I th this may seem crazy, okay, but I'll I 100% will have a lineup where I have Will Disley at 3100 as my tight end, and I'll go double tight end, and I'll get in Juco as my flex at 4000 because I think he could be that good this week again. Uh, so let's get into our anytime touchdowns. This is what we do every week. We pick some guys who we feel can get in the end zone. Uh, now, John, John's going. You're riding the Kenny Pickett train again this week, huh? I love it. It's the odds. I mean, this is throw a couple bucks up and see if I can uh, pay for some of my fantasy for the week. <laughs> um, look, I, I I do believe if they get down to the ten yard line, he's going to be overlooked by the defense. Um, you know, I I can see him running one in. Um, that's that's also his comfort level. I think he's more comfortable if he has that lane to run it in inside the ten yard line. He's going to choose that as opposed to forcing a pass into one of one of his receivers. So, you know, that's kind of a flyer. Brees Hall, I mean, this is this is another guy, just like I said, Allen Brady and Geno Smith, a quarterback, until that price tag comes up, I'm rolling with him. Brees Hall, I'll take a touchdown prop. I'll take him as my value play. I'll take him as, you know, whatever you got. Um, I, I really like Brees Hall. And Isaiah McKenzie, he comes back. He plays a full game. Um, you know, the Crowder's out, um, Gabe Davis. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a beast, but I, he just scares me. Cause it's like, he did all that, all that work on three targets, you know, three targets. What if Minka Fitzpatrick rips that one touchdown out from him? Now he's down to or not three targets, three catches. Now, all of a sudden he doesn't have that touchdown. He doesn't have those yards and he got two catches. So there's no question. You want to talk boom or bust? That's Gabriel Davis to a T. But I like McKenzie. He is he's like almost Mister Reliable, even though he hasn't done it, you know, year after year. I mean, he he's that slot guy that Allen. It's that safety valve. Think Cole Beasley last year. He's going to get the balls, and he sneakily gets into the end zone. You know, not necessarily the pass air yards in the end zone, but catching the ball and running it in. So I like McKenzie. Look, it's going to be a shootout, Buffalo. Um, you know, the Chiefs, it's going to be a shootout. You like Sky more as a value. I think MVS got a lot of value this week. Um, but
But yeah, I'm I'm going McKenzie. That's going to be a shootout. Tons of fantasy points coming out of that game. So yeah, I like McKenzie to find the end zone at you know plus two eighty five. I, I I love McKenzie. I do. I, I and coming into this year is exactly what you said. You know, I honestly thought it was going to be Jameson Crowder as being that slot guy because they were battling and it was like, do you go with the young? And then if everybody remembers like week one, McKenzie really didn't have a great game. He dropped a couple balls and he ran a couple bad routes. I was like, Oh, here we go. It's going to be Jameson Crowder. And then Crowder gets hurt, you know, and then McKenzie gets hurt a little bit. You see what, um, what was it? Shakir did last week. And that's going to be McKenzie's role. And and like you said, this is going to be a great week. Uh, for Isaiah McKenzie. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, Steven, check it in. Steven, let me get to the anytime process. We will answer this. I like this question. We'll end on this. Who we think will be a dud that everyone is high on uh, this week. Uh, let me get to that in a minute. So let's get to the, I'll give you my anytime TDs here. And I, I'm telling you, I'm riding the Dallas Goddard train. If you haven't followed me um, this week, I am all in on Dallas Goddard. This is and must be a Dallas Goddard week for the Philadelphia Eagles to be victorious. I, it's just what I see. Um, you know, I think he plays like a top five, top five tight end this week. I don't think he's a top five tight end, but I think he plays like one this week. And his numbers, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. His numbers are very attainable. Like you, you listen, he can give you all plus money from receptions, from yards and TDs. I think this could be a triple threat for him. Plus two sixty five. I like that that number for a touchdown. And the Alex Pierce revelation out there in Indianapolis. I know I'm an MPJ guy, and and, and it's always going to be MPJ. It's always going to be the number one guy. But you cannot discount what Pierce has been able to do. And the one thing I will tell you, I look at things a lot differently. I just don't look at numbers, okay? But I listen and I read. And I'm telling you right now that Matty Ice loves Alec Pierce, okay? Loves him to the point, like, you just look. I mean, he is getting week after week, his targets go up and up and up, okay? Eight catches on nine targets for 81 last week. And the, the thing that I like about this kid as you're talking about a 15 to 16 yards per catch as well in an offense that's looking for another playmaker, okay, when Michael Pittman Jr. is being covered by everybody. So against Jacksonville, uh, who I'm not worried about, at home, okay, Indy, I love this play this week from a DFS standpoint. And I'm telling you right now, he's starting in my flex, okay, for my season-long league. I'm just throwing it out there. I really like Alec Pierce this week. Um, and then I'm going to jump on the Kenyon Drake wagon. now. Hear me out with this. Uh, this is the way I look at this. Last week, you know, J.K. Dobbins obviously is the guy. I just traded for J.K. Dobbins because I think his second half is going to be tremendous. Um, this is a guy come back from multiple gruesome injuries on his knee. He looks good. He's already been in the media this week complaining about the turf at the Giant Stadium. Already. Already talking about it. Here's a guy with knee injuries already are psyching himself out. So what I'm looking at is Kenyon Drake, who got some rock again last week, okay, to get that red zone look, okay? That's what I look at, to get that red zone look. And I'm telling you, look at that number, John. This is a, I love these juicy jigsaw plays here, okay? But that is a big number, okay? That is a big number for Kenyon Drake to hit. And again, I know he's, listen, you could say he's third on a chart, whatever it is. He only gets a couple of times, but again, he'll get those attempts in that red zone. And I think he gets one. He pops one in this week, um, you know, for 
or the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, let's see. We got a couple more comms for uh, yeah. Pierce target share has increased dramatically every week, and Goddard is a great play. I love it. Great play. Now, John, let's let let's close on this. Um, who do you think will be that dud that everyone is high on this week? What, what what's one guy you think that may not play off the potential? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to give you a handful of guys. All yeah, right? that, I'm going to give go. you a handful. So one. We'll we'll find out the results next week. I'm going dud Aaron Jones. Oh, so going up triple, against my triple threat. Against your triple threat, I'm going Ooh. with the dud Aaron Jones at that price tag. He just hasn't performed lately. Maybe he comes out of the funk. We'll see who comes ahead on that one. Ceh, I don't know what the game script's going to be in that. I said there's a ton of fantasy points there, but for that price tag, I can't guarantee that Ceh is going to be getting those points. So them. Look, fantasy darling of the week, number one waiver pickup of the week, Kenneth Walker. Look, he's he's getting put into the limelight. He got a good matchup. I actually like the guy, but I think everybody is a little too gung-ho. I'm going to have him in some lineups, don't get me wrong. Um, but those are three running backs that I'm a little skeptical on. Number one bust, if I got to pick anyone, I'm sorry, I'm going Jamar Chase. Going Ooh. Jamar Chase. I don't see him getting the volume. I see Lattimore locking him up. Um, and the other one, look, preseason fantasy darling, George Pickens is the go-to receiver in the Pittsburgh offense. It is no longer Deontay Johnson. So I will not be drafting Deontay Johnson in that form. Uh, not that he's a huge price tag, but I'll tell you what, the changing of the guard as the best fantasy receiver in Pittsburgh Hey, best fantasy receiver in Pittsburgh may not be worth squat, but it is still George Pickens. So I'll give you those are my those are five guys that I would say. Wow, that, that, I, I like it. I mean, because again, I I agree with you. Like I'm looking, you know, as we're talking, and you know, Rich checks in. He says I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a dud. You, you know, you mentioned that Jamar Chase and 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 my son AJ. I hope you're not listening to this. Um, because he's been on pins and needles with Jamar Chase. And I keep telling him, listen, it, it, it'll come. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. And I, I'm looking at you and saying the, the best. Here's a crazy part, John. The best thing for Jamar Chase could be more injuries for T. Higgins. Because it's crazy. But T. Higgins, no matter what, it, I think T. Higgins is is the number one guy in that offense. And, you know, Jamar Chase is number two. And you wouldn't think that, but it's true. I mean, if you look at, even for him to get you any kind of prediction, it's come on like a whim a couple times. Like he catches a last-minute touchdown or a last-minute like 40-yard pass just to salvage a double-digit fantasy game. And that's not the same guy, um, you know, that that we looked at. It's just not the same guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I honestly, listen, I think, you know, for me, I think everybody's going to – I'll just give you one guy, but everybody's going to be jumping on Austin Eckler wagon this week, uh, you know, because they're going to expect three touchdowns again. And that, But I'm telling you, man, like you said, you have the Denver defense. That Denver defense is no joke. The one thing that's playing in Denver right now is the defense. And every time that people think, oh, listen, Eckler, finally they trust him. That dude out there in Joe Staley – he just, he's another guy that just gets under my skin who thinks he's smarter than everybody. And you're going to see all of a sudden Joshua Kelly running for all kinds of yards in this game. I just, I, I just have that feeling. And it's going to kill all these owners, man. 
it's going to kill him. And it's, it's, it's just what's going to happen. That's, I hope I'm wrong, John, but I, I, cause I don't want any Eckler owners to be mad, but I just think that everybody's going to be too, you know, jumped in on that Eckler wagon. Uh, but that's all I got, man. I, I any final thoughts for us before we get out of here, John. No, man. I, I, <laughs> Hey, we touched on a lot of players. We, did. I think. we went long and any values that I had. I mean, I love the question on who's going to bust this week. Yeah. I guess, Parting thoughts. Look, I still think Jamar Chase will be a top seven, top five receiver at the end of the year. He will have two games where he has double digit catches over a buck 50 and over two touchdowns. There will be two games where he hits that. That's where he's going to get his stats. He's going to get 25% of his stats in two games guaranteed, but he is going to, he is going to be a nightmare trying to figure out which games and you can't take them out of your lineup. No. There's no way you could take him out of your lineup because you don't want to have him on your bench for that game. But yeah, it's going to be hit or miss every week. I agree. I I I agree with that. Steven, salute as well, man. Thanks for checking in. Rich, as always, thanks for checking in. Adam, thanks for checking in. Uh, everybody, as always, thanks for checking in. Make sure you're following us at Wind Daily Sports. Nick, as always, for checking in as well. Make sure you're hitting the subscription button. Make sure you're hitting the like button. Make sure you use that promo code WINBIG uh, for your free week. Uh, also, make sure today from 5 to 8, you're checking out uh, Sirius Satellite Radio uh, for the Wind Daily Show. Uh, the Jigsaw Hour will be from 7 to 8. Uh, C and Jason will get you from five to seven. Uh, so we'll have some fun with that. Um, and then tomorrow, make sure we're on this channel. You're going to, you got the pre-lock show starting 11 o'clock with, with Nick and sticks, always throwing up some, some crazy, crazy numbers. Um, and make sure you're watching the college football show. You still got some time uh, last night with Joel and, and Dave. Joel just took down a hundred thousand dollar lineup last week, man. Like for free. It's ridiculous. This, it, it, Joel hit $137,000 last week. Uh, and, and these are lineups that honestly he gives you free on these shows. So, um, you know, if you want to make some money, man, make sure you're following us. Make sure you're following Wind Daily Sports on TikTok. Make sure you're following Wind Daily Sports on all social formats. Uh, and as always, for Tony, for John, enjoy your Saturday, have fun, and most importantly, remain profitable.